0: Welcome to Passionate Conversations on a Casual Level. We're your host, I'm Brandy.
1: And I'm Justin. Today we're talking about the American dream. We're joined by two very special guests who are brother and sister, who talk about the trials and tribulations of coming over to a new country as children and progressing into adulthood. But first.
0: Let's get passionate.
1: (laughs) Hey. Howdy. What's going on, partner?
0: What's uh, got you fired up this week?
1: Fasting.
0: Fasting, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm loving it.
0: So you've been really doing it these past, What has? how long has it been now?
1: Well, I started just before the new year and today is the 18th, so we're about three weeks in.
0: Wow. And so walk us through a typical day, like how does your fast start and end?
1: I think it's better to start at the beginning or the end mm-hmm. where... I stop eating, and really, whenever our dinner is, so let's say it's 6 o'clock, I'll stop eating then. And I don't eat until 20 hours pass. So I'll start eating the next day at 2 o'clock. Oh, okay. So it becomes a little bit challenging. I think just in the morning, I kind of get a a hunger surge.
0: You have coffee?
1: I don't have coffee. Right now, I do allow – I so it's not an actual complete technical fast i do have pre-workout and then i also will have like a zero calorie energy drink which some people would consider breaking but i still see the results so i'm not too worried about that um but i'm feeling good
0: so is that what the energy drink you take as like a little pick-me-up at work yeah
1: it's like uh when 11 o'clock comes around you know starting to feel a little tired Pop the energy drink, yeah. Then I'm starting to feel right, but definitely seeing the results in the mirror, and just kind of happy that I put my mind to it. And and 20 hours now, like it's nothing. One of the other day, I did 22 hours, and awesome. One of these days, and you're feeling
0: good, right? Feeling great. Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah, that's what matters most. I I just think about like whoa, I would be. A feeling like, oh, I need something, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I you do have to watch what you consume after the twenty hours because I do notice if I eat something that's not the best right away, um, yeah. something rich, then I will feel super sluggish yeah. after and and kind of feel like, oh, I need a nap. You right,
2: know? right.
1: Um, but yeah, what's what's going on in your world?
0: Yeah. So a show that we've been watching mm. that I have been finding super bizarre, but I can't stop watching it, <laughs> is The White Lotus. Oh yeah. That's and a good one. we finished season one and we're on season two right now. Um how would you describe the show? It's like a mystery.
1: Yeah, it's like thriller-ish. Um
0: is that even is it a thriller I, yeah, consider it's, I think it's thriller. it's
1: thriller in a way that you don't know what's coming so it is mystery um I feel like it has that there's um, not to spoil it for anyone but there's a little death involved in it it's dark but also lighthearted and funny in some ways yeah, yeah. so it, it's very very it has a little bit of everything
0: it does but
1: yeah you're you're right it's hard to stop watching because it's like where is this going?
0: Right. I think the first episode I was thinking like what's happening? <laughs> Who are these people? But but the music is what because yeah. you know something's going on. Like the music says says a, a lot. Um and then you get invested in the characters. Um but yeah, I'm really enjoying The White Lotus and another show that i've started to kind of watch in and out of the white lotus because you don't watch this one with me at uh, buying beverly hills and it's uh, like no. <laughs> it's my first real estate type of show um, that i've seen in a really long time and so yeah i am enjoying that one and i could see you know certain parts of that show that are manufactured like for the show
1: manufactured you mean fake
0: well, yeah. Um and but I do see other elements that, you know, are are real. Uh but it's entertaining and somewhat like fascinating with the just just how uh elaborate these deals are and um how yeah. much
1: how much work and money is involved.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, moving on to something that's not so fake. Our next guest. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: no, they are not, not fake, fake at, at all. 100%. <laughs> real.
1: Real. Uh, are really good friends of ours. Um, quick reference point in the interview, I introduced Gloria, and but growing up, we called her Ellie. So if you hear us reference Ellie, we're talking about Gloria.
0: Yes, yes. So uh, <laughs> I feel like... Um, you have always referenced her as ellie and then i feel like i've gotten to know glory <laughs> when,
2: her, when her
0: and i just talk um so yes we will be talking to a brother and sister that um have been in your life for a while that i've gotten to know and without further ado let's bring them on
1: all right today we're chatting with some very special guests elmer and gloria To give the listeners some context, I actually, in my early 20s, was renting a room at a house. And one day, Elmer and Gloria, their brother and sister, and their family uh, moved in. And we really got to know uh, one another on a really intimate level. They came from El Salvador as immigrants, and we hit it off right away.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. how how old were you
1: I was in my early 20s and Gloria you were how old 15 15 Elmer
3: I was turning
1: 11 okay wow yeah yeah.
3: through the language barrier through everything you know somehow we found a way to create this connection that we have still you know
1: I can still remember the first day you guys coming and you know we we couldn't communicate but there was just a connection right away and a, a trust uh that was built you know from early on yeah,
2: definitely that's a blur to me some of the first days i don't it's just <laughs> so overwhelming everything i actually don't one
1: of the
3: first memories i have was because ellie was supposed to attend justin's high school the one he graduated from so i don't know if you remember oh, but you kind of um... gave us a walk of of the neighborhood a little bit and the campus and the high school and we both me and Ellie both didn't know I speak English, so that was a trip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at you, Mr. Tour Guide yeah, over here. that's right, that's Aww. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're so happy you guys are on. Thanks so much for joining us and
2: oh, uh, sure for,
0: yeah, for, um for hanging out with us tonight. And I can't wait to get into, like, all of it because I feel Justin has a different perspective of your guys' story, and I really don't know a whole lot other than, like, I just see the special bond and connection that like you guys have together. And then just getting to know you guys over the years, I could sense something special there. So I'm just really
2: being selfish right now and wanting to ask you guys all these (laughs)
4: questions.
2: (laughs) No, thank you for having us. This is, this is awesome. And anytime we get to reconnect and talk and yeah, look back at hard times. And I think part of the reason we have such special bond is because it was such a life-changing time for us um, and the rough times for us I mean for me and Elmer and it definitely shapes and changes your life and gets you close to the people who were there
0: yeah so why don't you guys start with kind of sharing this huge life-changing moment um, like what you guys remember how did you guys come to immigrate to the U.S. from El Salvador? Well, at that
2: age, our parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, In all honesty, and obviously looking back at it, what a blessing that we did um, when we did. But I personally did not want to
4: come. (laughs)
2: Um, I was 15. I was a teenager and I was very rooted and having such a great time in my life back in October so I didn't want to come but it was and that's just myself Omer was l- 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 lot younger than me so he probably has different perspective. he's probably excited I don't know but it was our parents my mom married our stepdad who actually wanted to live in October he wanted to make a life there mm-hmm. and I mean they tried they he tried getting opening up a business that didn't work for him and so he had to come back and this time he just didn't want to come back alone he wanted us to come on all and, and so it was kind of they kind of made the decision for us yeah when you're 15 and 11 you don't have a say but,
0: but I uh, yeah <laughs> I can relate being 15 and you're you know like your whole life is just completely yeah. being uprooted somewhere like entirely different I can only imagine
3: no, yeah definitely because I mean we got to embrace the whole culture of El Salvador like from the education system to creating friendships you know through playing sports I know me and Ellie were both active when we were younger like I said like Ellie mentioned I was younger so like I was excited like and you know first time <laughs> on a plane I would always just watch them and imagine what it would be like the movies you know yeah. so like I was a lot younger so it didn't hit me the fact you know about my friends and family to like days later as time went by but I feel like for Ellie it was definitely rougher due to her age and you know the friendships that she had created and bonds out there
0: yeah and yeah. What, what was your guys's life like in childhood like there um like you mentioned you guys were in sports so like what kind of sports did you guys do
3: so I grew up with two moms let's just let's just start it off right there <laughs> at least <my laughs> second mom like she was always on my case you know for good and for bad <laughs> Um, I remember one of the stories I do remember
1: watched.
3: that <laughs> she, it's still like that <laughs> which you know it's, I'm thankful for that because she always keeps me grounded and and you know my all my stuff but um, I remember one time in El Salvador I actually got in a fight uh, in school and they told me oh you can't come <laughs> back to school unless your mom walks you in through the door and I, and my mom's always being very strict you know me all scared and Ellie was always my my backup Ellie was always the one protecting me even at that age she she came up with this whole fake story about my mom being at work
4: and
2: (laughs) she
3: she always helped me yeah she's always been there for me but that's awesome that's just a little little story from back but yeah
2: But whatever did a lot of sports he did more than one he was very active
3: yeah i played soccer most of my life in El salvador like sports like basketball and um, you know football like oh baseball it's not so popular as it is here Um, Mm -hmm. but over there it's just everybody's soccer 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 soccer.
1: so my whole life soccer
0: yeah
1: and for you Ellie what was what was your life like before you left and I guess why was it obviously a teenager but was there Mm -hmm. um, something specific about El Salvador that you just couldn't let go of
2: (laughs) swimming yeah I was a swimmer in El Salvador and I used to compete I used to Practice a lot that actually, when you're a teenager, you I think anything little, any small f- problems, you well, at least I made them so much bigger. Now, thinking back, and I'm like, that wasn't that big. I <laughs> went over my head about that. But the reason I mentioned that it's because back then I would just fully focus on swimming, I would practice. We, the place that we lived, had a, a pool, a, a private a community pool, but was open till like 10 p.m. so I would go swim and because I practiced so much I was decent at swimming so we would go to this competitions and like I said it was okay it was pretty good I was okay and so I was okay. very involved mm-hmm. I loved it and that was that took a lot of my time that you know whenever I was in school that was mainly what I did but I also I was very active I did acting I did dancing I was a swimmer like I said so I was just always constantly involved and moving and out of all of those activities came different groups of friends Mm -hmm. so I was Mm
4: -hmm.
2: had lots of friends very (laughs) very big social life for a teenager I remember you telling me
0: about swimming um and I yeah I was surprised to hear like oh wow um because I always look at like the swimmers and they have the best bodies <laughs> like it's such a like <laughs> hard workout um you. did you continue swimming when you guys came over here I did
2: junior year so I came here and started as a sophomore didn't do sports that year so it was
0: a yeah first year understandable year. Yeah. <laughs>
2: second year yeah I did I did swimming for junior and senior year okay
1: yeah, I imagine the reason why you probably didn't because the whole transition <laughs> and getting used to it. What was that like? You know, you guys come and I think it was in the summer and, and it was right before school started. What was it like to just be thrown into a school system and really not know the language?
3: Yes, so we got a little had like a little, we landed in summer, like beginning of summer. So we got to experience life before, like not hop right into school, right? and uh, my stepdad was a truck driver so we landed in LA we stayed there for like a week or two and then we just traveled to different states you know saw some cool things we went to Disneyland for the first time um it was everything was amazing uh I thought everything was cool like the buildings were huge you know like the streets were paved (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I, I had a lot of fun in the beginning once school started it was tough though um you know all the kids like in El Salvador, you have to wear like a uniform to school. You have to be, your shoes have to be, you know, polished, shine. Uh, and over here, the whole concept of not wearing, not having a uniform was tripping me out. I was like, okay, so you're telling me I can wear whatever, <laughs> I can wear whatever I want to school. And, and yeah. that was pretty cool for me.
2: <laughs> wow. How about for you, Ellie? Uh, no, for me, it was rough. Yeah. I, like I just mentioned, I was a social butterfly and I was also a very good student. You had to be a good student to, you know, be as involved, which I think is the case here too. But um, I came from all of what I just said to literally not being able to say an, a sentence. You know, I, yeah. I came here with zero to, little to zero English. And so it was rough and it was especially rough for me because I... Honestly, don't know where if there was a miscommunication or if the school really didn't have a system in place for students like me. At least high school didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, for students like me who knew, you know, no English and just came and I started classes just like a regular student. I don't even think that my teachers knew I didn't speak English. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know. I, I still think back and I'm like, was it? Because I remember, Justin, you went with us when we uh, went to enroll in school. And right. I, I believe they knew at, at that time. But once we, I started school, like I took the first day of school, I don't think they knew.
1: Yeah. I mean, I went, there was no like screening or like anything for them yeah. to kind of know, right?
2: No. I went and I started classes like a normal student. Yeah, I didn't know anything. One little anecdote. I, I remember when um maybe every day, but a second period they do the pledge of allegiance. You get up Mm-hmm. Says, at least at that. I, I have no idea what was happening <laughs> everybody got i can, up, oh
4: my God, all right,
1: I can only imagine being like being a fly on the wall and looking at your face like yeah. what, what
0: is going on are yeah, they
1: robots <laughs>
0: <laughs> everybody's getting up okay
2: everybody's laughing okay let's
0: laugh that's hilarious i feel like that's um kind of i don't know if you could go back and choose like to be more prepared or just to be thrown in because I feel like there's um there's something to be said about being thrown into a situation and like you're forced to really like survive (laughs) so like all your instincts are Mm -hmm. I need to do this and like there's no you know kind of tipping your uh, dipping your toe in little by little you know you're just kind of like boom And you get the yeah. shock, but then it's like every day only gets easier.
2: I feel, or I can imagine. But, Definitely, it does. Yeah. And when you don't have a right, when you don't have a choice, you you have to do it. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think the fact that we were, you know, you could see it in me and Elmer. You can still see it in me and Elmer. I mean, I think you can very clearly hear my accent. You don't hear him his accent as much. He grasped the language so much quicker. I mean, you and Justin and Emma were talking um, fairly fast. And so I think the age helped. Who's mm-hmm. still a teenager, you can still absorb and learn and adapt uh, quicker. Think, but yeah, when you don't have another choice, you don't have another choice.
3: I think um, another challenge that Ellie faced was the fact that she came in as a sophomore. Those classes, you know, are so much more complex because high schools, when I was a sophomore, I had to take classes like chemistry, you know. And that's a pretty that's right. hard subject, especially with the language barrier. For me, mm-hmm. I was still doing multiplications and, you know, reading a funny story. I remember the first time I read out loud in class, because I don't know if you guys remember popcorn read, uh, where oh, you yeah. pick the next person, you know, right. and there was, a, you know, the kids are always going to be kids. So there was like, people knew I couldn't read. So they would try to pick them me and be like, oh, I'll pick Elmer. And I didn't know how to read. Like, it was very tough for me. So the teacher would ask me, do you want to read? I'd be like, no, I'm okay. And I went a really long time just saying no. And then one day I was afraid, you know what? I'm going to read. And I was like, yeah, I'll read. And I read like one paragraph before I passed it on. As soon as I got done reading, the whole class started clapping. I, all the That's so cool. <laughs> it was a cool moment. Like I definitely stuck with me to
1: cool like, this day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ellie, was there that. a pivotal moment for you that I imagine the early days of school, it was like, gosh, how am I going to do this? was there a pivotal moment where you remember maybe coming home and and feeling like i can do this or was it always for you i'm i'm going to do this and i can do this
2: no there is one very very specific moment that made me flip the switch i think because the first uh, date other than it being hard physically being there and speaking and all of that it was very emotionally draining for me mm-hmm. i remember coming home and i remember one of the times because at that time we only had one car for the whole family and my mom couldn't pick me up i still didn't know my way around i came back um i would come back get lost we not even couldn't even get make my way to the house and it still it didn't feel like a 15 year old kid i felt like a little girl that couldn't you know, I don't know born again whole new world i guess yeah if you would Um, And I think I was focusing more on the hardship of it other than, well, I have to do this. I got to adapt. But to your point, there was one very particular moment. I will never forget it. Like I mentioned, I was a pretty good student. I had pretty good grades in El Salvador. And I believe maybe two, three weeks in, you get your first report card. And I had all in all. I had a Spanish class, actually. But in all of my classes, I had f f f f b and p f f f f, fully failing all of my classes.
4: Oh my god! Because wow.
2: I wasn't turning homework, and because I didn't know we had homework, oh. I oh my god! You know, I hadn't done anything. I they, those teachers hadn't received one single paper from me, and I don't. I don't know how they didn't see that they hadn't received one yeah. paper from me. And so I remember the feeling of like looking at all those apps and I just remember my face felt all turned all red. I just, everything just moved a little bit. Like physically my body felt like it, it moved and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot like this is the one thing I'm here to do school at that time is you know when yeah, you're 15 yeah. schools all you do. And let's see, I have to figure I can't I can't do this. I can't fail. Mm -hmm. high school I have to figure this out and so yeah I remember after that particular class that same day I had luckily had already made a couple of friends that spoke Spanish and from that period on I got there early found if not the same friend a different friend that spoke Spanish and I asked them could you please go up I uh, up with me I need to talk to the teacher I need to show them this And so that same day, I talked to all my teachers, even my Spanish teacher, which it was a Spanish class, but she spoke in English to give homework and assignments. And Uh, so I didn't know I could do my Spanish. (laughs) I didn't know that there was Spanish. (laughs) Yeah. To her, I spoke uh, with her. And she knew, too, that I didn't. I I had spoken to her at the beginning, but I I, I just reiterated, I'm like, hey, remember, I don't speak English. If. We have homework. Can you please just remind me? And she told me just come at the end of the, every class. I'll tell you what we have to do. Every teacher kind of figure a way out. Um, I remember my history teacher told me you could use your book for, um, for quizzes and everything. Oh. And I just remember I was learning nothing but going kind of cross referencing the same words to to the quizzes wow. and, and oh, things wow. like that. And but from that point on, I started to really really try it made me realize i had to try i, I yeah. needed to
0: with wow. I
2: naturally amazing.
0: that is so amazing <laughs> and you are just like your own biggest advocate like you <clears throat> had to advocate for yourself because yeah like you said a few weeks were going by and no your teachers weren't like hey El-, you know ellie like where's your homework or you know it was nothing for me yeah yeah but um wow that's just that's so inspiring and like that you found some friends that you could connect with and that you were like okay you're gonna come up with me and ask the teachers (laughs) so um yeah that kind of brings us to our next question is like what made the transition easier or like what support systems did you guys have um if any or yeah I mean I know Ellie you kind of mentioned like your friends but um, or do, like was there anything any resources that you could share that made your life a little easier
3: yeah well yeah the, yeah Justin's definitely one of them oh I
0: guess <laughs> just,
4: I yeah, I the love Justin. And Donna. Well,
3: you know like starting off in this new country it was definitely Justin like because that was a chance for me to practice English at home not just at school and I think that's what made this whole process you know quicker uh, he introduced me to a lot of activities that I still enjoy today, like yeah, he's you know went fishing. He introduced me to fishing, basketball wow. sports that I have yeah baseball stuff that, always well, seen but I never gave it a go. And and you know, me and Justin's definitely there for me since the beginning. Um, but yeah, a couple other friends I met in in school and that also spoke Spanish that helped a lot. And I mean yeah, the, I was a kid, so like when you're a kid, you you create more connections easier with kids. I feel yeah. like Ellie struggled with that because in high school, kind of everybody's in their own little cliques, you know? Yeah. And and when you're in middle school, every, kids, you know, they go outside, play hide and seek. And I don't think Ellie got to experience that here like I did because, mm-hmm. you know, like around the neighborhood where we grew up, there was a lot of kids and uh, we would always go outside, play, um, you know, hide and seek or cops yeah, and robbers, yeah. whatever it was, you know, and, and that's how I got to kind of create a lot of friendships quicker than than Ellie. That helped a lot.
0: Wow. That, I yeah.
1: I think what for me my connection with Elmer I grew up with two brothers. I was the middle child and I always had a brother around me, you know, growing up and and this was actually the first home that I was staying where I didn't have a brother uh to kind of bond with. So when Elmer came in, it was just like a natural, you know, I had a younger brother that was um five years younger and elmer was more like 10 years (laughs) younger or or more but it was still like you know we just hit it off right away and i had someone to do activities with and and show you know the things that i like to do so it was it was really cool
3: i think the lifestyle in el salvador kind of keeps you more humble of life compared to kids that didn't get to experience the culture of a different country i would say Mm -hmm. like the simplicity of life um what, I, what i'm getting to is because when you're in el salvador i remember me and my cousins grabbing a stick off the ground and pretending there were guns and having a whole war zone in you know <laughs> a backyard yeah and like playing with anything rocks as soccer goals and and once you get here i noticed one of the you know challenges or, or just the cultural difference that i faced was the whole oh uh, you gotta wear brand stuff if it's not brand uh you know it's not cool and in el salvador no one cares about that as long as you know yeah. the shoes are nice and clean then you're cool you know and, and over yeah. here it's like the simplicity of life is kind of gone like everybody wants to have the most expensive thing and these are things that I noticed as a kid like immediately when I came yeah. you got to have the new video game the new console the new phone I didn't even have a phone so yeah. Ellie gave me her old one was like yeah. got into high school uh,
0: well yeah but... speaking to the kind of like name brand stuff like you said you guys wore uniforms in El Salvador and here like you know most schools are it's you can wear whatever you want and i think sometimes that makes it difficult for kids because you can then it's easier for kids to pick on other kids because mm-hmm. they're not on the same social economic level you know it's like yeah. a easy target
3: Definitely. you know i learned early that it's not so important of uh, that's the materialistic stuff and that it's not a big deal you know you could always get it eventually and once you understand that then you know i feel like you have a, a more joyful life, more humble life, more you could get happy easily yeah. without needing something huge, you know, in order you become happy.
0: Yeah, well said. I, I love that. And do you guys take anything else away from your upbringing in El Salvador that kind of shapes your perspective to what people define, like the American dream here or, you know, being successful?
3: You know, in El Salvador, you're, you're walking down the street and someone walks past you Nine times out of ten, they'll greet you. They'll say, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, even if you're far away, as long as they're, you know, they can see you, they'll say hi. And over here, you walk past someone, and they're, you know, they're not even making eye contact. Like everybody's in their own little world. Mm -hmm. I've noticed. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that depends on
2: where you are in the United States, though. That's
3: true. That's very true. That's not
2: the case, and that's also not the case in El Salvador. In every place in El Salvador, in the city, is very much the same. Everybody's in their own world, which is. The case here, big cities, you know, busy people. Small yeah. cities, people will greet you, and and that's the case here as well. Um, I personally think, for me, it shaped me and who I I am now. It's, I mean, just at the time I came, I was already I had my values very set already, and I don't know if they would have been any different probably more than likely they would have been different if i was if i grew up in in the united states but i i also think what shaped me a lot was the very humbling experience of realizing anything can change your entire life can turn upside down at any given point and you have to adapt and i think humans are we are so so capable of resilience and we do adopt and and we are stronger, I think, than a lot of people realize that we ourselves give ourselves credit for, are capable of moving forward and adapt to anything, I think, that we set our minds to.
0: Yeah. No, I think you guys are like the perfect example for that because even when I first started dating Justin and he was telling me about you guys, I was like, wait, how old were they when they were here? And they didn't know any English. And like, you know, just I was so curious, like, how did you guys make it? But even uh, when you hear, you know, like toddlers, they're so resilient, like mm-hmm. they could yeah. keep <laughs> like, like falling and falling and falling, like, but they're going to continue to try and try and try. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think that's just so great.
1: Yeah. And one of the reasons we really wanted to have you guys on is because you are, both success stories, you know, coming as immigrants from El Salvador. Um, Ellie, tell us a little bit about what you do now. And and I guess just to hit back on the point of going from straight F's, uh, I remember <laughs> you I remember you graduating and I'm pretty sure those were straight A's at, by your senior year Are very close to, uh, am I right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I I I mean school was all I had and so I, I gave it my all but I don't want to change topics before saying oh, Elmer sure. was saying how his his support system it was you which you were also part of my support system but I just want to mention Donna, which is Justin's mom was my best friend during this Aww. time <laughs> I <laughs> I learned English with her you know a lot of it and she was so patient I would like point at little things and we learn together um, and through my entire high school career tools, she moved I think um, we yeah she moved up first and we were so close I would tell her everything she was my best friend and probably my only friend because it took me such a long time to feel like I belong in mm-hmm. school but I would come home and here was Donna it's always happy bubbly patient and um yeah she was a big part of my support system.
0: Oh, that's so
2: nice to hear. And I'm sure she
0: would love <laughs> <it. laughs> Yeah. And I think um, as a woman it's it's nice to have another woman. And I think they're an older woman I think is also like uh you know coming in as a teenager, like you're always looking for like advice and um I just remember During my childhood, you just reminded me when you said that we would have, we had two cousins that lived in Mexico and they were older than me. Um, They're probably, I don't know, I want to say like 15 years older, Uh, but they would come and stay like one, they were sisters. One cousin would stay at our house and the other cousin would stay at my cousin's house and we would have the best time with them. And they would stay with us for like months. Sometimes we actually stay and go to school here and they just spoke Spanish so, mm-hmm. like, I had this, like, pretty cool, like, friend, family member um, <laughs> that I would just come home and tell her, like, all the gossip,
2: <laughs> and, like, <laughs> we would, yeah, like, letters
0: <laughs> to each other, like, it was
2: awesome. <laughs> that was me, too. I'll tell everything to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so involved, too. I yeah. I loved it. Um, but, yeah, Justin, I graduated from... Uh, high school eventually i got the hang of it it didn't take didn't think it took long to understand at least what people were saying and start grasping homework and assignments and you know turning them in and everything and the language barrier quickly became smaller 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 and and it was just other stuff you know then actual learning part of school um But yeah, oh, I had to take extra classes so I could graduate on time and not go to remedial high school, I think it is, where you low on credits because my transfer credits. Yeah, so I had to take um, one extra period in high school. But likely I did. I went on to college. (laughs) Um, I Yeah, college was another big thing for me figuring out college figuring out the whole world of college because I didn't grow up hearing about it or knowing the system and you know my mom couldn't help me in that regard so I had to really kind of just google it all myself and you know ask some people I that time I don't think I relied on mentors as much as I feel like I do now like if I have a question I I will quickly just be humble enough to ask and I, I know that there's so many so much knowledge out there and I try to surround myself with people that can help uh, but at that time I very much felt like I had to do it myself so I learning the the world of enrolling in college what college do I need to go how do I do this how do I do financial aid and all of that was another challenge in itself but I did it luckily no I didn't do it alone I ended up getting <laughs> help from school counselors and then the actual college I went and talked to them um, they helped me out and then I graduated with um, a major in public relations funny enough wow. stayed, nice. I stayed within the <laughs> within the communication business
3: hey.
2: from hey. Angeles, State State <laughs> from <laughs> Angeles, <the> State <laughs> <laughs> nice I
0: didn't know that Um, that you were, you graduated with public relations. I, yeah, I had no, I mean, I knew obviously you went to school and everything, but I had no idea that that was your,
2: your major. That's awesome. Um,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: My associates was in business. My major was, cause then I transferred over to San Jose, then I got my, oh,
0: okay. my major in PR. So was college something that you guys both kind of, um, came already like this is what I want to do like how did that even come up for you guys um because I can imagine just tackling on something like that sounds really overwhelming <laughs> and then if you're like well I don't really want to then you kind of just are like okay yeah. but um yeah I imagine you guys had like a strong uh desire for it
2: yeah it I, for me I didn't think it was ever a question as if if I go to college I think it was always a when I go to college I
3: mean, and schools literally. schools do a great job too, like emphasizing that. You know, I remember being a freshman in high school and, and junior, you know, they're talking about universities nearby or some teachers that graduated from this school. So you kind of grasp the concept of how important it is to get, you know, get an education, get the safety of, of a secure, you know, job position mm-hmm. with a high paying wage. And, and that's an incentive to pursue it. Uh, I was blessed enough to have, Ellie, go through the whole process before me. Yeah. You know, I'm a procrastinator big time. And that's something I'm working on with my New Year's resolutions this year. (laughs) But Ellie was definitely the one who helped me. I would say a lot because she was the one who's always like, oh, did you fill out your your financial aid? Did you apply to schools? Because there's deadlines for all of this stuff. And, you know, and at the time, like I was going through classes, I was getting A's, I was involved in, you know, even theater like a bunch of programs, but I was never like, I never thought of the big picture, like, okay, what am I actually going to do? And she, I was blessed enough that she had gone through all that process, which, you know, she was the one kind of who did everything for me. Uh, <laughs> she was my little secretary through freshman year of college, but
2: Lucky. Yeah, I was, I was, blessed, <laughs> no, I was blessed
3: and cursed, blessed and cursed. Yeah, because, I, I know, left I him to-
2: one job, one paper to fill up, which was his parking permit. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who didn't take a car to his first semester. <laughs> oh, didn't take uh, a car to school. He you had one job,
1: Elmer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one job, you know.
3: But I was blessed blasting curse, curse because I had to follow her footsteps and I, I saw how much work she was putting in cuz uh, she didn't live in the dorms like I was, you know, living in dorms is a huge help. You don't have to, you know, commute. You just wake up, go to class, they even feed you if you have the dining pass. So I was it was a little easier for me first freshman year ellie she had to commute from you know stockton to san jose and that's pretty far how many times would you go a week ellie uh,
2: two to three times but i would be there the whole day yeah oh well.
3: yeah so you know I'll that's, that's my
2: classes. Mm-hmm.
3: so that's pretty tough you have to like you know create your schedule accordingly for mm-hmm. me it was you know freshman year was a little easier uh i was you know my my roommates that i met freshman year they're actually from the same hometown that I'm from. So oh, wow. we created a yeah, we created a, a nice, you know, friendship bond. And I'm still cool with the guys to this day. And and, you know, I live with them. So we were able to get this is our second house together. We we had a house together a uh, junior year and this is my last year. And we got a new place. So it, it helped a lot rather than being a transfer student, like like Elie she, you know, started off at a, a university and then transferred to San Jose. I feel like that's that's harder to to come about friendships
4: uh, yeah rather than yeah. you're
3: living with them off you know dorms they they roommates so
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I was able to create some nice friendships
1: and fast forward now Elmer you are a senior and a couple months away from graduating is that right?
3: Yeah yeah I can cool. see that I can see the finish line now
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. I specifically remember when you were I don't know at what point but it was before I moved out we lived together for a few years before I met Brandy. Um, and I remember you saying that you wanted to get into architecture and you were mm-hmm. very specific about that and and that's the exact road you went down right or is it a little bit yeah different?
3: no it definitely <laughs> is uh, so I'm a project engineer uh, I already signed a contract
4: Woo! <laughs>
1: yes,
3: uh, that's very exciting Still that's in college
1: really and signed a contract
3: huge awesome. step in my life yes Woo-hoo. you know that's that's what I've been working for my whole life, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's just an amazing moment in my life. And and yeah, like you mentioned, I was super into like, you know, just the architecture of things like how is this built? I remember when when you first moved to uh, was it Pasadena, mm-hmm. you guys first spot together yeah. and I visited you guys and and we, we check some of your open houses. And, like, I would always, you know, we would always talk about the architecture of the house, like, oh, you could knock this wall down and create a second living room, you know? Yeah. Or, or, like, this, you would tell me, like, I don't remember exactly, but, you know, this is this type of roof or this, you know, this arc right here is, you know, and, and we would, I was I was always intrigued by it. Uh, and even when I was in school, freshman and sophomore year, of, well, sophomore year, it was kind of tough due to COVID. Like, that impacted everything. There was a, a point of blur that that whole year was a blur, like, at one point, I was like, okay, like, what am I even doing? Like, I'm not really learning anything. Everything's mm-hmm. I was working, you know, full full time, 40 hours with, with like a full academic load. So everything was like, am I doing things right? Like, I'm going through Zoom classes, but I'm not learning.
4: Yeah. It's
3: really hard to retain information through a screen rather than being in physical presence.
0: Yeah.
3: And um, so, yeah, there's definitely a couple points of blurs through my four years of college. And it wasn't until junior year where I was okay everything's sort of coming back to normal. Uh, let's make the best out of it. I have two more years here. That's when I started joining clubs, talking to, you know, companies and teachers, getting some mentors and, and doing a whole competition representing Chico state in Reno, where it's like a national convention. So definitely being involved in and in just whatever you're doing in life, just being, getting more involved rather than just doing it, like actually taking it as like, okay, this is what I want to do. And And once you do that, then you see how easy it is. Cause I could have been doing this since freshman year, you know, getting in touch with companies and, and asking more questions. But instead I was just going, passing my classes, coming back, you know, going, passing my classes, coming back. And uh, once I started getting more involved, more doors started opening and, you know, I was blessed enough to, to sign the contract before I'm even done with school.
0: It's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's so exciting. Um, I mean, like just hearing you guys talk about your experience, I'm already feeling motivated. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: so like
0: wow, I need to go out. You can do it. i you put your I mind know. to. It. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but um, Ellie, for you, like, are you at home right now? Because I feel like you're always like in another uh, country, city.
1: Always traveling. Always traveling.
0: (laughs) So why don't you fill us in um, a little bit about you and what you have going on?
2: Yeah, I'm currently at home, actually, because my tour is stopping in Sacramento. So I could come home this week and stay here. But moving to L.A. after this, I'm now an events project manager and I do... Typically nationwide tours. Sometimes we do regional or territorial, but mainly nationwide. So that's what keeps me moving. I go organize events all over the state. I go stay in different cities however many days at a time to put out the event. And yeah. then move it to the next city. And,
0: and you're involved yeah. with like a, a variety of different events, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different clients. Yeah. Different so clients. events project manager and then I deal with different clients yeah.
1: you must love the traveling aspect of that I mean maybe, <laughs> maybe it gets old but uh, <laughs> I mean you've it's... seen probably you know as someone who came at 14 15 you've seen probably much more of the United States than I've seen who I've lived here my whole life so uh, <laughs> do you enjoy it or is it kind of where where you down after a while
2: I will tell you, I enjoyed it much more at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> we go to all these new cities and, you know, and it's a brand new city, you get to explore it. But at this point, it really does just become a, a job. Mm-hmm. I Just like anything else, you know, traveling is part of the job, like going to the airport, getting in my plane, landing, getting my rental car, driving it. So, so, all of that is kind of part of my job, my day. Just, you no know, travel day it's, involves all of that and, and, Welcome to this this city that probably I've already been to. Um, I mean, I don't dislike it. It's mm-hmm. definitely, like I said, enjoyed it more at the beginning. Yeah. But a good thing now is I've made friends in all of these different states, all of these different cities. So now I'm like, hey, I'll be in Charlotte. Let's have dinner. And so I now I have friends uh, everywhere. And, so and now nice. that's what's exciting for me when I go to, Miami and see my friend from Miami, and now I have my spot there.
4: You guys, I mean, you guys should works, see our fridge. But
2: I get
3: to <laughs> you guys should see our fridge. She has magnets, like it's covering almost the whole fridge. Oh. I, I'm trying to, yeah, I, I, have I have one, I have one, and I'm trying that. to find it through all the ones she has.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I stopped yeah. with that. It would fill up her fridge. Too much,
0: too much. I know you always also hit us up too when you're in town and it's yes. always so nice cuz it's like oh cool like a um it feels just like a person from home you know coming to visit yeah it um, does
2: it feels like family yeah too.
0: and um so i know you were telling us earlier that you were listening to our other episode about niner yes. and i know uh you guys were all living together um for quite some time with niner even when justin okay. moved out he was still yeah. there and um, this last time, or the time before, you came to visit, and Niner had stopped coming upstairs for the longest time, and when you came and you stayed upstairs, that was the first time we saw Niner, like, what the heck, he's upstairs, like, he never goes upstairs anymore. He
1: had to make a special visit. Oh,
4: he was yeah. a
0: sweetheart. He
3: was definitely a sweetheart. <laughs> Justin, I don't know how you went when when you had to leave him behind to you know pursue your goals and you know aspirations i don't know how you were able to handle that like because i have a puppy now of my own and and <laughs> like for me to think that to leave him and you know for like what was it like two years a year i think a year yeah, yeah. Like, he, him I, that hurt. Feel...
2: he left him at home yeah, <laughs> yeah of course like,
3: he knew he knew it was in good hands but i feel like it's some Way of form it had to hurt a bit, no
1: it did it was really tough, um but I was madly in love with this person right <laughs> here. and it was like all right i'm I'm going, and I just didn't know how I was gonna make it happen, and yeah, as I talked about on that podcast, it was actually Brandy who advocated for bringing him, and um, I'm super grateful for that that moment and having him come back. but I also felt bad because I know you grew yeah. really close to him as well, so oh, yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. As oh, do I cried the day Justin picked him up. Well, I wasn't there for <laughs> oh, yeah, got there and he wasn't yeah. there, I remember I. <laughs> um,
4: um, no. but
2: it all goes back to sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Yeah. In,
4: mm-hmm. in
2: order to see the big picture. And that's actually a good, really good tie-in to you knew what you were doing was you know, it was gonna be Best for you decision. future and you know, to connect with Brandy and you saw a future with her and so you knew that it was a sacrifice for Niner and you for the moment, but you had a plan you know, eventually. And I think that's also what our parents realized, you know, mm-hmm. this is a sacrifice, it's a big move, but we have to make it eventually it'll you know it'll lead to a good future it'll lead to something good hopefully if you guys you know make the best of it and now i see it that way and i'm so so very grateful but at the time was, i could not understand why my mom would want to leave her beautiful home <laughs> but, but Yeah, sacrifices you, know, you, you, you got it you got
3: it you got to take risks.
4: absolutely yes,
2: yes. you
3: have to, you can't be scared yeah. of new opportunities um you know, you see, you know, sadly enough, many people get stuck in the same routine of you know, waking up, going to work, coming back home. I'm living comfortably, so I'm going to keep doing this. And yeah. when they have the potential to do so much more, um, you know, maybe they're just in a situation where they kind of need like a steady income or, or or something. And they just end up sadly being stuck in the same, you know, same routine.
0: Same. But
3: yeah. You should always pursue if you have you know, a, a, a need of trying something out, you should definitely just try it out. Right.
0: Definitely. And something that I'm also really curious about, too, is, like, how do you guys balance your cultural identity with also taking on the, like, American culture? Like, in what ways do you guys maintain your personal, con- like, ties to your home country um, and still, like, adopting the life here in the U.S.?
2: Well, adopting the life here is easy. <laughs> we are, you know, you're here, you're surrounded by it. I think the challenging part is keeping your culture alive mm-hmm. and, and, you know, your ethnicity and, and your background, what defines you. And it, I think definitely that's more a little bit more challenging part when you get so involved in you, here, work yeah. and traditions here. And it's easy because you're here you know you're surrounded mm-hmm. by people that does it the whole time I personally feel like family my family keeps me rooted you know I visit El Salvador quite often I think I'm the one that goes back the most and definitely going back and you know disconnecting from everything and kind of just being present
4: mm-hmm.
2: going back to places that I used to visit and connecting with family friends is definitely huge way to keeping me grounded and yeah
0: rooted yeah and it looks beautiful too when i I know you're always saying like you guys have to go
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah i mean ellie gets the opportunity like she mentioned to to go Mm -hmm. more often it's been a while since i've gone but i I think to in order to keep the that cultural identity one thing that helps is just the time and age that we're living in you know so like we got to, since we were young, we got to experience cameras and taking pictures. And, you know, we have collections of pictures and looking back at those pictures, it it can bring back memories that we might've forgotten or put a little in the past. And, and, you know, looking at those pictures is always a good reminder of the things that you used to do back then, where you come from. And and social media has also allowed us to be pretty in touch with our family, even if they're miles and miles away, kind of to what they're doing and yeah, but it's definitely a challenging uh thing coming. Like I remember when we used to go more often every summer. Um, it takes it would take me about a week to kind of adjust back to yeah. like, okay, it's full on Spanish here, you know. And, <laughs> and and then people that that still live there, and you know, they would catch little, little, little like things I wouldn't say right, or like mm-hmm. they could they'd be like, "Oh, you changed," you know. But it's not <laughs> oh. that I've changed. Oh. It's just that you forget how to like speak. Really, you do yeah. like yeah especially once it' started adopting that could be a whole nother
2: podcast because
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: you go yeah. back and you feel like you don't really belong and you come here and
0: yeah wow because yeah, yeah you guys are here and you guys are giving it your all a hundred percent yeah
3: one of the one of the hardest parts was adopting like like cultural references, I would say, like quotes and like movie references. Oh, the fact that all our shows yeah. were in Spanish, like Spongebob. We used to watch Spongebob in Spanish. So watching that in English was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> but but when people would reference like a movie, they'd be like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Even though it was like the most obvious movie that everybody knows.
4: <laughs> but yeah, the,
3: the American wow. culture, it just it, the more the more time you spend here, the more kind of and I feel like there's still some stuff that we kind of learn as time goes on, especially with me and Ellie. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, I feel like we're, um, where we all kind of, well, where I met Justin and where you guys were too, it's kind of a melting pot there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different, um, like, ethnicities, and I always really liked that, because it was like, we're all just one, <laughs> like, we're all we all come from different backgrounds, but we all still feel like we're the same.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ellie, a uh, quick question for Ellie. I, I'm some random me and Justin and Brandy were talking about it. Uh when I do like math and numbers, I think of the numbers in Spanish. Do you do that too, or is it just me?
2: Yeah, no numbers I do in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked
1: Elmer if if when he's thinking of something, if his little head uh, you know inside his (laughs) head is he thinking in spanish or thinking in english Uh he said he thinks in english but when he thinks numbers he thinks in spanish
2: yeah me too i think and dream in english but i can only not can only but i count in in spanish in my head unless i have to say it out loud and it has to be in english it will be
3: (laughs) now that we're talking it's kind of it's kind of amazing how the brain works like like if i'm having a full english conversation i'll think in english on spot but if I'm having a full Spanish conversation, I'm also thinking in Spanish on spot, you know, like, yeah. I'm not stuck in either language, whatever language that comes at me, I immediately comprehend it and answer right back. Yeah, like, yeah.
4: so I, would, I, don't, I don't
3: have to deal with in the beginning, I definitely did. And, you know, everybody does the translating
4: yeah. and
3: translating from Spanish to English sucks.
4: Like, <laughs> whatever
3: you're trying to say, you put it on Google Translate.
1: It's, it's not, not the same. <laughs> <at all. laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. no, definitely, and I wanted to, of course, bring up real quick, uh your guys' mom, who I imagine is just a rock in your life. Oh, uh, big time! You know, and I always just remember her being such a hard worker, always, you know, having food for you guys, and just always, it always seemed like she was in a great mood too. Like maybe I don't know, maybe it's not. <laughs> a- she's true. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's so nice. That. Yeah, <laughs>
3: she's an amazing person. Um, i'm really proud of her too because like for her you know she comes to work to the united states and she also got to learn english which really proud of her and proud of that um she took some classes some courses i think how long was she in school for three years four years
2: yeah like three years
3: yeah three years where she would go like you know often to these to these classes and she would learn and then her english is really good you tell her something she's understanding and like I remember like when we used to have to go with her to the stores to go shop because she was like she couldn't like pay or she couldn't order stuff mm-hmm. so we would go with there and I still remember the first time she went to the store because I would hate to go to the store especially you know I'm playing my <laughs> video game <laughs> and then she would and she would always be like okay let's go we're going to the store and I remember one time she just grabbed the bags and she's walking out and I'm like where are you going and she's like oh, I'm going to the store and I was like oh you don't even to come with you she was like
4: no going to stay <laughs> I was so proud it
3: was like here's a big moment like, I was like oh wow like she, she's yeah. going by herself okay you know really proud of her
0: she,
2: she doesn't need you an anymore amazing, <laughs> amazing yeah. yeah she did great too that's awesome you know even talking about age boy how it's easier the younger that you are mm-hmm. definitely she was you know yeah, An adult with kids and responsibilities, and she still managed to also learn and yeah. too. Yeah. Tell you, we're resilient human beings. We're yeah. capable of so much. <laughs> what
0: advice do you guys have for people who were in your similar situations, like, um, that would make it a little bit easier for them?
2: I would say focus on the present.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can can give it your all Um, because being stuck on the past life or how easy it was back home and how different it's here, how difficult, it's really not going to help that that mentality. You just have to realize, well, you're here. You're Mm -hmm. blessed to be here. Mm -hmm. Focus on that and focus on the present um, and just really give it your own you know
3: yeah my piece no, of d- advice would <laughs> just to be yourself and create actually deep connections with people rather than okay i'm in this friend group just to be cool right and rather than oh, i actually care for these people and once you create those deep bond connections then you have someone to rely on to trust in you know any situation that you need or they need um, like a support group create a nice support group and also don't be scared of asking questions and um, learning more about anything, I feel Justin noticed that in me. as Since I was young, I would always ask questions about anything. Uh, it could be the most random, bizarre question, but I would always throw it out there, and you know, and that teaches you a lot of stuff. That just asking questions and it helps you out in general. Like, that's how I was able to get this job opportunity that I have right now. Just going out there and talking to people,
1: creating yeah. connections, being inquisitive, and and that takes us back to Ellie's story uh, about having to go talk to the teachers I know if that was me <clears throat> I can't say that I would have right away think thought this is what I have to do and I'm gonna do it and not even give it a second thought mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that was pretty scary so you guys are just awesome human beings yes. we're so thankful to have you uh, in our lives we love you guys and thank you so much for joining us any party yes. thoughts
0: yes um no thank you for this. Super inspiring conversation. I feel like I already got so much out of it. And I know that the people listening will resonate with you. And yeah, I'm just so happy you guys are in our lives too. And happy to share um, our family. I feel like you guys are so connected to our family as well so you guys are like an extension of our family (laughs) yeah
4: Yeah.
3: no thank you for having us i think what you guys do with this whole podcast is is super amazing this is something that your kids you know will will look back on and can always retract to and your family members can kind of keep up to because it's kind of hard being in touch with what you're doing to with your daily so this is a great way for your family to stay engaged with you guys and years from now we you know might be in the same living room re-listening to this podcast (laughs) they can go back and see
0: yeah they can go back and
2: see what we uh (laughs) what we sounded like (laughs) right right
1: exactly no super amazing you guys are great
2: thank you guys for having us yeah thank you for opening your doors
1: wow that was so awesome having them on
2: so
0: awesome i i like i mentioned i feel motivated yes i can do anything we are so resilient as ellie was saying and i just really enjoyed our conversation
1: talk about some hard workers
0: yes for sure and just want to end it with this the american dream is a vital part of what makes the united states of america what it is we all want our children to do better than us whatever Your definition of better is, if we no longer think the dream is viable, we risk losing the American dream. So, with that in mind, let's go out and get it.
1: Let's get it, guys. Thanks for rocking with us once again.
0: You know where to find us, at The Borge's Podcast on Instagram.
1: And if you have time, I think you might have time. Yeah. Rate us or review us on Apple or Spotify. And until next time.
0: Stay inspired.